Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Mike Darter. Mike is a former police officer and ATF agent working in streets and working with gang units. He is now a business owner and professional photographer. He has been a photographer for 40 years and has been leading the wildlife photography adventures all over the world. The wildlife photography he captures is so incredible and the experiences he has had as a professional photographer are amazing. Aside from his photography skills, he is a dad and takes pride in being a super involved dad. He spends time sharing with me how he makes his kids a priority in his life. Please welcome Mike Darter to Dad Up. Hey, Mike, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I really, really appreciate it. I know you've uh, got a lot going on, but uh, for my listeners that don't know much about you, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, a little about your story, uh, kind of what you're doing and what you've been doing in life, and also uh, a little bit about your kids for me? I'm Mike Garner. I've been in law enforcement for 20 years. So I was a police officer for 10 years of that. Um, worked for the Oklahoma City Police Department, and I did 10 years with uh, ATF out of Dallas. Uh, the majority of that time, investigating violent crimes, mainly gang crimes and uh, different gangs. And uh, 2011, I left and started a company called CCW State, and it was based on based on the fact that I was involved in a shooting of a seat in federal court as a police officer, and then later on didn't have that same that same coverage available to me as I left law enforcement. So, so the last Five to six, seven years have been, you know, really busy with that. Uh, I am a dad. That's probably my greatest accomplishment. I have three daughters. I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and um, they keep me busy. Um, and yeah, with with work and and then I also do photography. I'm a photographer. I do elite photo tours, uh, mainly in the U.S. and Tetons, Yellowstone, but I'm also you know, in Canada and uh, overseas. So uh, just trying to, you know, balance all that uh, gets tough sometimes. Right now, um, I, you know, some of your photography work is is very impressive and they do a lot of wildlife uh, type photography, but um, how do you, how do you get those shots? How do you, uh, how do you, how are you able to capture those? Well, luckily I, you know, I've, I've always done photography since I was a kid. Um, and I painted a lot. And I used to do photography, used photography to paint. So I would take pictures of wildlife. And I did a lot of duck stamp entry competition type uh, mm-hmm. paintings. And so I would use paint uh, photography for my paintings. And then as I got older and started having kids, you know, um, I would paint for 10, 12 hours at a time. And that time disappeared when, you know, when you have kids. And right. so I, eventually I kind of got back into photography full-time and luckily i i hooked up with a photographer he's based out of seattle aaron baggenstoff and he has aaronstours.com and he runs tours all over the world and so i help him uh, run his tours and run his workshops and so i kind of teach photography so um most of the clients they're you know they don't really need any teaching they just need to get to the animals so we get them in the right locations, and then because of that, I'm able to get those shots as well. So I've been kind of lucky there. Well, that's really cool. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, so you're a police officer for 20 years, and, uh, and now the 
CCW Safe. Um, what exactly kind of what kind of business is that exactly? So that's a legal service for. Um, it started out for um, you know retired military and police. Um, as a police officer, during the performance of your duties, if you're involved in a shooting, you know most likely most of those end up turning into a lawsuit. And so the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police, or the Police Benefit you know Association, they cover the costs of those legal actions, that, which could be you know, anywhere from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars or more. <clears throat> so, when you leaving law enforcement, you didn't have that. That's also not available for concealed carriers. So, we started this company for concealed carriers and and for uh, retired law enforcement, military, and to be able to cover people if they are forced to use deadly force to protect themselves or their families. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we started in 2012. We we've only had one case that we've had go to a full trial. Uh, we're mm-hmm. the only co- we're the only company in the industry that have ha- that has had a full trial. But it was a case where you know a man, uh, North Carolina, defended himself. He, he actually retreated three times from an attacker who was almost double his size. Um, he ended up having to use deadly force, but he retreated twice at a standard ground state and still got charged with murder one. So after wow. a two-year process um, and a two-week trial at the end of that process, he was found not guilty, um, and, the, and the jury saw what we saw, that he had no other choice but to defend himself. So, right. so that's what we do, and then we pay for all the attorneys, experts, you know, investigators, jury consultants, anything related to that. In that one case, we spent over $350,000 in the defense of this man. And, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't be where he's at today if he didn't have those resources available. So, wow. Well, that's cool. That's awesome that you guys got that set up. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, now, when it comes to your, uh, your dad role, um, what, do you, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Man, I think, you know, I like everything about being a dad. Um, I, I think it's, I think that we all have an opportunity to, you know, leave our mark on the world, but the real mark and the real legacy that we, that we have for the world is our kids and to see what they become. And, you know, that's, I just enjoy spending time with my girls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've always had a great relationship, you know, growing up, they, um, they boxed, you know, I was, I had a judo school for 20 years in Oklahoma city that I, that I taught at, I was a judo coach. And so they did judo and boxing and, you know, they learned how to, they learned how to, um, they learned firearm safety when they were, you know, 10, 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, and they've just been, it's just awesome. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's probably my greatest accomplishment is my kids. And, and I just put everything I can into that. That's cool. That's cool. Now, did you find it uh, kind of challenging to kind of get them into judo or were they interested in it because you were an instructor? Uh, they were, well, two of them were interested. One, my last wasn't, um, but you know, I, I try to make it fun for them. And, you know, I taught a lot of kids. Um, I started off as a police. I taught judo at the police department and at the police academy. And then that kind of rolled into a club and then we started teaching kids and, so one thing I learned early with judo was that 
um, just making it fun. And, you know, I always try to make it fun for kids because it's, it's not very fun when some kids come in, you know, they get thrown around because judo is pretty big throws. Right. It's kind of similar to wrestling. And, and, um, but, you know, I made it fun for them and they liked it. You know, my, my youngest didn't like falling as much and, you know, falling is pretty important to you. That's, that's the number one thing you have to learn how to do is how to fall. Right. But I think it taught him some great lessons in life, you know, and my, my oldest actually, she's 18. She just finished her high school basketball career. Um, on the last game of this season, she scored her, uh, over her thousand point. So she wow. made a thousand point club for high school. And she told me, you know, she said um, she's a point guard. And she would take it in on two or three defenders. And she said, I don't care how many, I'm taking it in. And she told me one time, she said, you know where I got that, right? I said, what? She said, from judo. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was that's tough. Cool. But, yeah. yeah. What about the, uh, what about the younger girls? Are they, were they into basketball at all or? Yeah, so uh, my oldest and my middle girl both play basketball. They're both um, – they're not tall, but they can handle the ball. And that's, you know, especially in junior high and high school, that's very important. So they're both really good ball players. My youngest is a volleyball player. She's probably going to be the tallest. You know, I'm 6'2". Um, so uh, they pick some good sports. And I love yeah. watching my youngest play volleyball too, you know. I've, basketball – was always with the other two we did everything basketball and now you know venturing into volleyball it's kind of cool yeah did you ever have an opportunity to coach no i didn't you know i coached i coached them in judo but in basketball um you know i i i did have an opportunity when they were really young uh to to help coaching but i actually didn't because uh, because i did coach them in judo i, I thought that they would probably you know probably enjoy it more and do maybe a little bit better if I, if I let somebody else do that. Right. So. Yeah. I, um, I have two boys. I, I don't have any girls. I have two boys. Yeah. My oldest is 21. My youngest is 18 and, and both of them play basketball. I coached them, uh, through their whole life from, from baseball nice. to football to basketball. And, uh, I even had the opportunity to coach my younger son in high school ball. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm currently the assistant coach on his team. Now his oh, cool. team is, yeah, his team is done now. They 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 finished. Uh, they got knocked out of CIF um, a few weeks back. But uh, um, yeah, it was a great great experience and a great opportunity to spend as much time as I can with them. Um, yeah. And now he's he's got a my younger son's got a basketball scholarship to play at a, a university, a local university here in California. So I'm really nice. excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, right. Well, cool. Thank you. Um, now you have girls. I have boys. Um, girls, I heard, can be a little bit more of a challenge uh, in raising. Yeah. But uh, what kind of challenges you face being a dad? You know, girls. I mean, and I'm. I have three girls, so I don't know what it's like to raise boys. And I've always been told that boys are are challenge are challenging <laughs> as well. So I think they're all challenging. You know, I, and right. I mean, I've 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 come from a large family. I'm the youngest of six. I've had, you know when we get together, I have nieces and nephews and, you know, there's grandkids now and, um, in our family. So I've always been around kids. So challenging, like with the kids, I've always, you know, felt pretty comfortable around kids. My biggest challenge I think is, is just time. You know, time is the most important thing and trying to, you know, when you have 
and you probably know just from two kids, but two or three kids and they're involved in different sports. I mean, you have to start getting them, you know, places and you can't clone yourself. So it's right. splitting up and attacking these different, uh, you know, projects and tournaments and things and, and just time to, um, you know, to try to make sure that you, you know, meet everything that they need within the time you have. And then you throw in, you know, starting a business or work or, you know, and then your own personal hobbies, it just gets to be a huge challenge. And that's probably my biggest challenge is just time. Yeah, it's, it, it is certainly um, hard to balance the time when you have, when you have kids. Um, you have to accept it, obviously. But uh, at the same time, uh, you have to, you have to balance their schedule as well, because there's certain things they can yeah. do and certain things they just can't do. It's just not, not feasible. Um, right. One one thing that my wife and I always looked at is, look, we want our boys, we wanted our boys to participate in something. We didn't mm-hmm. care if it was a sport, but we wanted them to participate in something so they had another activity to to take on and on top of school. And they just mm-hmm. happened to they just happened to to steer towards sports. So, um, but yeah, time is certainly certainly um, hard to balance when you have, especially multiple kids, like three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have two, and two hard enough, but with three, that can be. That can be certainly hard to balance the time. Yeah. In what way did your life change when you became a dad? Oh, man. You know, I, I don't even remember what it was like before. I, and that's one of the most common things you hear. You know, is people are like, what, 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 what do we even do before we act? Right. Um, I mean, everything changed when I had kids. Um, I think your whole focus changes. You have to think about so much more you know, when you have kids, especially multiple kids. And I honestly can't remember what, what it was like before I had kids. Right. Um, so everything changed when I became a dad. I, I, uh, I wasn't, I always knew that I would have kids and wanted kids, but, uh, um, you know, at the time I had kids, I was, uh, working for the police department. I was, you know, a gang investigator. I was working, you know, long shifts at that time and didn't really, wasn't really, I guess, super planning on having a kid at that time, but there's never really a good time to have them anyways. Uh, You know, people say, well, we're not ready to have kids. I don't think it's kind of like you're never going to be ready to have, have kids. But um, yeah, so a lot of things changed. I mean, my work even changed around that time. Um, It's just kind of a shift of priorities, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to change is just kind of the priorities that I had in my life with my personal life and my career, you know, everything back then, but it was yeah. all for the good. Right. Yeah. Do it all over again. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Your priorities do change and, and it's no more about you. You have another yeah. human being that you have to look after and, uh, at least until they're they're off the payroll, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to you have to yeah. look out for them. You have to make them a priority. So that's, you're certainly right. And trying you know, to raise them, like you said, with confidence and yeah. trying, you know, with girls. I mean, that's one thing. I I, I had no plan to raise victims. I mean, right. I I you know to to raise them with confidence and 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 to train them in a way that they you know. Uh, to just maneuver through life and through friends and relationships and everything confidently and, and, uh, successfully. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole goal. And yeah, that your priorities change totally toward that goal right there. Right. 
Yeah, and you have a responsibility as a dad to girls to show your daughters how uh, they should be treated by other men or other right. boys. And yep. you know, for me, I have a I have a responsibility towards my boys to show to show them how they should treat another woman or other girls in the way right. that, especially the, like the way that I that I interact with their mom. But for you, you have to you have to show them that hey, you know, this is how a guy or a boy or a man should treat you, and um, yeah, they have to learn that stuff because uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a tough world out there. So it is. Yeah, and I did the daddy daughter dances. I did, you know, my two oldest. I took out on on daughter dates when they were fifteen years old, and, cool. and basically did that. Sat them down and said, "This is how, you know, this is how um, you should be treated, and how you are treated is how you choose." And right, you know, uh, so it's kind of cool. I get to do that with my twelve year old now in a few years, and yeah. That's awesome. Very That's important. awesome. Now, now um, your 18-year-old, I mean, she's a, she's a senior in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Now, are they uh, are they all home? Did, they, did their schools close down? Yeah, so they're, they're out for spring break now. It looks okay. like they're probably not going to go back for at least two weeks. And it's looking, you know, they may even just do the rest of the rest of the semester from home. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is actually, she got a full tuition waiver and a stipend for OU for University of Oklahoma. So that's oh, where she's cool. going to be going. Yeah, that was awesome. That's um, awesome. That's where, that's where I went. I played rugby there. Um, so I'm, I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, I, this is, it's crazy time going on right now, man. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen after spring break. So yeah, both my, both my boys are home. My wife's a school teacher, so she's teaching uh, online yeah. at home. And, um, um, so yeah, they're, they're both home. My, my older son's on spring. He goes to Grand Canyon university. He's going to graduate in December, but, um, he's home for spring break. Yeah. He's home for spring break now, but, uh, looks like he's not going back for the rest of the semester. So, uh, we got to figure out a way to get out there and move all his stuff out of his apartment. (laughs) Wow. So, and then my younger son, yeah, my younger son's a senior in school. So he's out of school now, at least for a few more weeks. And uh, it could very well be through the end of the school year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, with girls, um, you know, everybody's got their own style or their own way of, of discipline, disciplining Mm -hmm. their kids. Um, you know, obviously you have to discipline a certain way when it comes to girls and boys, but, Mm -hmm. um, for you, you know, how do you, how do you handle the discipline side of of things with your daughters? Well, you know, I've always tried to be fair and with, with kids, I kind of did the same way. You know, I, you know, I respect them. And I treat them fairly, but they do know that if something happens, you know, that they're going to be disciplined. And our discipline has always been, you know, if they, uh, that we give them a warning and we tell them something is going to happen, it's usually taking something away that they value. Mm-hmm. And if they continue, then we take it away. And I've been pretty lucky. Um, I haven't really had to, you know, have a lot of, hard discipline on my kids so far <laughs> so, so right. far so far they've done you know they've done pretty good my kids were always the ones now when they're home they're always the ones that when we're out shopping you know the lady behind us is like oh my gosh your kids are so are so well behaved and then we get in the car and they start pulling each other's hair and swinging at each other so it's yeah. that that kind of <laughs> that kind of deal but yeah i mean i just tried to be fair and consistent you know with it 
And that way they know, you know, okay, well, if I do this and this is going to happen. Yeah, consistency is certainly important. Do you think that uh, with your being an instructor uh, for them in judo and also as a police officer, do you think that had an impact on how they grew up as far as their behavior and knowing that, you know, um, you're a little bit, maybe a little bit more strict with them and, and they just kind of, they understand that being, you know, they learn through judo. You have to be responsible and mature <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, yeah. also you as a police officer. So um, you feel that that had a, played, a, played a role? I do. I do. I think it did. I think they, uh, you know, one of the biggest things, the, the oldest two, and with the oldest two, the youngest kind of follows, right? So right. as as you deal with your first one, the second one, you know, if you deal with your first one well, then the second one kind of follows, and the third one especially follows. But the first two, you know, kind of like I said earlier, and I told them um, this as they got older, you know, and through judo I learned kids do, they'll do what you expect of them. Right. And also in judo, they learned that the two, you know, the two major principles of judo are mutual welfare and benefit and maximum efficiency and minimum energy, which you don't waste time on things that are, are bad for you or, or not going to yield positive results. And then the mutual benefit welfare, you know, you can't really do judo by yourself. You have to work with people. So I think because they were in judo early on, they got a lot of kind of values that, that were long lasting to them. You know, like when she told me, yeah, I'll take it in on anybody. Cause you know, I learned that through judo. Um, they learned that, but they also learned the kind of the core principles behind it. And I think that, I think that did have a big impact. And then because of that, the third one, you know, the third one follows everything that the oldest one does. So right. um, the third one's been really easy because the oldest and the middle one have both been, you know, very easy to discipline and they, you know, I mean, there were hard times and there were times, right. when, there were times when you wanted to, you know, yep. pull a belt out, but, uh, but yeah, kids will always challenge you regardless of, oh, yeah. of how, how good they behave or how well they behave or how mature they are. They'll always challenge you. Yeah. But, um, yep. yeah, I, I certainly feel that as well. I think, I think you're, you're getting them into judo young, um, help them to uh, develop the discipline that they that they should have and, and uh, learn uh, even manners as far as manners go. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Now, um, when it comes to social media, um, you know, it's it's an, it's an ugly animal. Uh, it can have mm-hmm. its benefits, um, but it can also be a, 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 an evil an evil factor that plays a role in, into our kids' behaviors and, yeah. and who they interact with. How do you guys handle social media? Well, you know, it's gotten easier with like they have iPhones, so they have the screen time now, so you can set the screen time and kind of limit things. Uh, there was a time when social media, um, you know, last year, the year before, it got pretty, became challenging with one of them. So we had to kind of step up the um, screen time and we had to limit the time they did have. Um, so we, we have had those challenges. And you, like I said, there is a, a benefit to it, um, but there's a lot of bad to it, too. Um, right. So we manage that through screen time, only giving them so much um, time. And through that phone, it's great because now you don't have to take their phone away to do it. You know, it just automatically does. And then I've I've also done, uh, there's been, a, I think, twice I actually shut their phone down through my so, phone. Uh, 
And that yeah. was that was one of those challenges. Oh yeah, well, what are you going to do about this? <laughs> they didn't have a phone. They didn't have phone service for the next you know a uh, few days, and they kind of learned a lesson pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but that's how we. That's kind of how we deal with that. And then I also typically will <clears throat> during school nights at nine o'clock, their phone goes on a charger downstairs. You know, I found that a lot of kids will do, they'll, they'll take their phones to their rooms with them at night when they go to sleep. And, and, you know, they may not be doing anything bad on their phones, but at the same time, they're not getting the sleep that they need. So exactly. Um, yeah. that, that is, that is, that's cool that you uh, enforce that because uh, it's important. They obviously need their sleep. So well, cool. yeah, and the blue light, you know, I, I saw a study on that not too long ago, blue light, they say after really eight or eight thirty PM, you shouldn't have any blue light at all, any electric mm-hmm. light, any TV, anything. I did read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, being a former police officer, you got your, you're running your own own business and, and, and now you have the photography going on. Any, any of that, any part of that that your girls want, you know, are they interested in being in law enforcement or maybe uh, photography or anything like that? Not in law enforcement. Um, They never really had, they, they actually, they always loved the stories. And uh, thought yeah. it was cool that dad was a cop at one time, but they haven't had any interest in that. My oldest, well, all of them have kind of had some interest in photography, but I don't, you know, I, and I'll take them out. I, I even took one up to Jackson Hole after I ran a tour up in Tetons one time. I had my oldest fly up and took her out for a few days, but uh, they they all have their own interest, uh, you know, in what they want to do, and and uh, I kind of try to just let them make their own decisions on that, especially the 18 year old is getting to a point where she's going into college now. She's thinking maybe physical therapy, maybe psychology. And I don't really have any desire to push him into, you know, any career at all. Mm -hmm. So uh, just kind of let them make their decisions on that. But, you know, that's another thing. I, I am kind of watchful of it because I mean, these career paths and, and different industries change so much over time. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I, I feel the same way. I want my boys to do whatever they want to do that they're happy and, and passionate about. Um, Nicole, now, uh, what do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? Man, it'd probably be, it'd probably be how fast it goes. Right. You know, to, to really, really soak it all in and not get too tied up in other things because it, it goes so fast you know on on my social media now i see facebook pop up this is your memory from seven years ago and i just i'm like wow they right. believe it goes so fast yeah no it does um you know my my oldest is 21 so uh it's crazy i can just i can i can remember back to the to the week we brought them home and yeah. I'm sure you'd be the same with your daughters. It's, uh, yeah. it's crazy yeah. how fast it goes. Um, yeah, it's insane. What advice do you got for new dads? Well, it would be probably that, you know, so let soak it all in, take it all in. And, and, uh, you know, even the things that, that seem kind of like an interference at time times, you know, you gotta, you gotta know that those, there's going to be a time when you wish that, that interference was there mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, patience. I mean, patience is probably the the biggest thing I learned with my daughters um, mm-hmm. because when I was, you know, when I was in law enforcement, 
you know, I didn't have the patience that I have now. (laughs) And I had to work at that, really work at that, especially with with daughters um, trying to, you know, when they would have an outburst or when they'd really get hurt to try to have patience to, to try to get through that with them. And, uh, I think that would be it. Just let everything soak in and, and try to be there, you know, for them on everything they do. Because like I said, that's the biggest mark we can leave in this world is through our kids, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you it, it's your building. Your legacy is actually built inside the home, not outside the home. Yeah. So um, you're you're leaving a mark for them, and and you're hoping that that legacy that they that they that you've instilled in them uh, carries on. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Totally now, what, if, if, yeah. If I if I were to ask your daughters, Mike, what 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 would they say about you? If I were to ask them about you, what, what would you hope that they would say about you? I would hope that they would say that I was wise. Someday they may say that. <laughs> Probably not going to say it anytime soon. But my dad was wise and fair. Mm-hmm. Wise, uh, for sure. And you're right. They're not going to say it right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Not at 16. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got a few years. Um, but I do, well, I, I do have a good relationship with him. I actually did a TikTok with my 16 year old last night, which, you know, I thought oh, that cool. was kind of cool. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. So we got you on the TikTok. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, um, Mike, for people that want to look you up or kind of learn a little bit more about you, um, where can they find you? Where can they look your stuff up? And, and then also, um, what, what do you have going on this year? What's, what's coming up for you this year? Well, they can find me. Pretty much everything is at JM Darter. It's Facebook, JM Darter, James Michael Darter. So JM Darter at Facebook, Instagram. <clears throat> I use Instagram primarily for my photography. Um, Facebook, I use primarily for my company, which is CCW Safe. And that's ccwsafe.com or at ccwsafe on Facebook. We also do Instagram there. Um, this year, you know, I, I had actually, um, you know, we're working a lot with NYPD right now. We're working a lot with policeone.com. So, um, work wise, that's really what I want to focus on is, um, HR 218, which is, um, law enforcement, you know, retired law enforcement. And, and then personally, um, you know, I want to, I want to spend as much time with my, with, with my daughters, especially my oldest one, since she's going to be going to college now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I plan to go to Patagonia in June or July to, uh, to do some photography on Pumas in the oh, wild cool. and then also the mountain towards the pain. And, um, but I don't know, you know, with this stuff, with the coronavirus, all the travel bans now and I mean, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm pretty hopeful that this is going to turn around, you know, in the next two to four, six weeks, mm-hmm. but everything's kind of up in the air. So, you know, right now we're just quarantined at home and, and we're just trying to get through this week of spring break, you know, within being right. home. So right. um, we're actually going to go now this afternoon. We're going to go out and get some games um, stuff because, you know, get some new games to play at home, maybe some books and stuff. And right. just kind of take this time, you know, to, to another, and that's one thing it's this time right now with this, you know, coronavirus going on is, 
is horrible, but there's always something good that can come out of it. And this is great time. I mean, you got their attention now. This is the time to, to go over, you know, we were talking about on my podcast with CCW safe, going over family plans, emergency plans, going over stuff that with your kids because you have their attention now. And then mm-hmm. they, they can't really put it anywhere else. So, right. so it's a good time just to spend time with them. Absolutely agree. And um, it's funny, my boys were, uh, my youngest son was texting me uh, earlier today and said, hey, uh, we want to we want to order this game, a couple games online. And mom says that, that you guys will split the cost with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I, I guess we are. But um, yeah, um, but I was yeah I was on a I was on a YouTube show last night and uh, it was one of the things we talked about about like what do you do when you're stuck at home like this and mm-hmm. I said you know what you have to use this time as much just what you said as much as this is a, a terrible time that we're going through and that we are kind of confined to our houses use that time as a benefit to spend that quality time with your kids and mm-hmm. uh, if if they if they have to get into video games to, to uh, not uh, go crazy. Let them get into the video games. Play some video mm-hmm. games with them. Um, spend yep. that time with them as much as possible. So it, it's certainly uh, it's certainly great to have that time at home with them, even though uh, we wish we weren't in the situation that we're in. Right. Right. You know. Well, look, Mike. I uh, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me uh, on Dad Up. Um, I I certainly. Um, Wish you all the best and all the success this summer, this this season, this next year, and uh, certainly hope you guys stay healthy and safe. Um, you certainly represent the data community very well, and uh, I, I certainly enjoy following you. And um, uh, hopefully, we can chat again soon sometime. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, and best luck to you too, and you and your family. Thank you very much, Mike. Take care. All right. All right. Thank you again to Mike for talking with me on DadUp. Make sure you check out his website, jmdarter.com, to learn more about him and to see samples of his incredible photography work. Mike certainly shared just how important his daughters are to him and how he has made sure to be active in their lives. You can hear from his interview just how much he loves his daughters and loves to talk about their accomplishments. Mike certainly represents the DadUp community very well. Please make sure you check out his website to learn more about him. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also important to share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests who would like to be a guest yourself, please make sure you reach out to me. You can let me know through my Instagram page at Coach B Ward or email me at dadubtribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.